thanks to viewers like you and sassygamers.com. Bar Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bar Rock Cafe, Sarah and the traitor arrived, helping the party defend themselves from an attack in the basement of the cafe. He asked the party to join him on a heist, but they refused. He ordered Beryl to kill the guard witness, but Brock convinced him to spare the guard via a dance contest. Now, Epi, Nadir, and Armbar are going to resurrect some fallen guardsmen, while Brock and Rook follow up with some contacts to find the target of the robbery. Will anything get in their way? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 26 of Bard Rock Cafe. Last time, the party split, which always goes well, with Epi, Armbar, and Nadir heading to the guard station to meet up with the guard who had some people that he really wanted resurrected. Meanwhile, Brock and Rook went to meet with Brock's family to discuss the nobility that's hoarding potions, and now to have tea with Brock's mother and brother. That's where we picked back up. Alright, so we're going to start with Epi, Armbar, and Nadir. The deer, unfortunately, could not make tonight's recording session because sometimes we have to go to work, like adults. Epi and Armbar. So, at the end of last session, Epi had just been a yarn ball. Epi has been carved out of the yarn ball, caused by wild magic. The deer handed Epi back his book. You are on your way. Do you do anything on the way, or do you just make your way to the guard station? Uh, I mean, I'm good to, to make our way to the guard station. I may look around a little bit, because we did get that fancy little note from a certain trader last last session, too. See if anybody's following us. Okay. Go ahead and make a perception check to try and keep your eyes open. Okay. Big dice it is. Ooh, big dice has betrayed me. So a three plus a two for a whopping five. You see nothing. I guess I'll take a look. Sure, go ahead. Perception! I rolled... Oh, is that a nat 20? Is it? Oh, shit. Are you kidding? And I got it on advantage, too. (laughs) Oh, he rolled double nat 20s. Yeah. That means I rolled 4d100s. <laughs> Tyler, you were destined to get a natural 20 on this roll. Yeah. This was, yeah, this was fate. Well, it's still just a nat 20. So, go ahead and roll 2d100s and let me know what each one is. You got it, boss. 19 and a 78. Today's wild magic. Nadir suddenly has laryngitis. <laughs> you said a 19 and a what now? 78. Alright. You sense that you have a newfound power if you would like to activate it. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Do it. Do it. We're gonna do it for the kicks. Okay. For the kids at home! You reach inside to this wild magic that has taken root in your, your spirit. 
and as you do so, flames shoot out of your feet. You gain a fly speed of 50 feet. That's right. <laughs> Flying armbar. So you also rolled a net 20 on perception. What is your bonus to that? Zero. Zero? So just a 20? Yeah. Well, 20 is pretty good. Let me... Oh, yeah. With your... Because part of activating this, you launch 50 feet vertically, right? <laughs> like, just immediately. So now you get a bird's eye view, literally. Yes. Yeah. So you do see, about two blocks back on a roof, there's a hooded figure following you. He is holding what looks to be a heavy crossbow. Oh. <laughs> I think I know why Epi only rolled a five. I know what I'm looking at. I'm gonna yell down to Epi. Holy cow! I've always wanted to fly! And we can zip zam and zoom all I want! Hey, Epi! What do you think? Like my fancy new feet? You're on fire, buddy. You're really on fire today. It's fine! It's fine! It's pretty cool, though, right? Huh? Uh, honestly, honestly, this is definitely the coolest thing that we've done so far. And I have one simple question. Can I have a piggyback ride and can we go flying? Let's go! I can show you a world! <laughs> and I'm gonna fly down and swoop him up. Oh, that was shiny, oh, shimmering, and splendid. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you a world. <laughs> One. Singular. You know, the world from above! Epi just, you know, got little goat feet, climbs up like, you know, climbs up essentially the D&D &D version of the rock. I'm just gonna hang on. Well, you don't got much of a choice because I'm swooping down and grabbing you. <laughs> Fair enough. The deer... The deer actively avoids being grabbed. Okay. He is too refined so. for this business. He's hanging on to my leg. <laughs> <laughs> what about minibar? <laughs> what about minibar? <laughs> I forgot that I totally had disguised self up. So yeah, you just you just snatch this this elf lady off of the ground. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about minibar? Evens or odds, Tyler? Evens. Minibar also has jetpacks. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Mini jetpack. <laughs> Alright, so then we're gonna go up top and then I'm gonna be like, Oh yeah, by the way, there's a guy over there. I'm not sure that really matters, but let's go on and loop de loop. Epi is hanging on for dear life and having so much fun right now. What, what do you mean, guy? Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. What do you mean, guy? <laughs> yeah, the guy over there is getting a hood and a crossbow. Well, that explains some things. I, 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 hang on a minute. My head's got to stop spinning. I'll Maybe he there. wants to go for a ride, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. I'm loving this. I'm going to go by... And I want to see if we can grab the hooded figure, too. Okay. 
This guy is somewhere between 100 and 150 feet back, but he's on a rooftop. All right? Okay. And you do see, like, it's not a long beard, but it's, like, he's bearded, right? <laughs> he's old. <laughs> he sees you coming towards to it. <laughs> and, like, obviously you're coming towards him, right? Uh-huh. So he's, like trying to make a break for it. He runs off to, like, the side. So he's obviously trying to, to get away. So he spins around trying to get further away. You get around closer. You are wildly outpacing this guy with 50 feet of fly speed. So at a dash, that's 100 feet around. Because yeah. you can still dash. You can turn on the afterburners and just Afterburners go. engaged. You just keep saying it's possible, we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) He takes a dive, trying to go down into an alleyway. Uh Uh-huh. You will catch up with him pretty much right as he's mid-dive. And little did he know a minibar was coming up through the alley. Okay, I will allow that. (laughs) So he takes a dive, looking at you. His eyes turn to try and make a landing. And he sees a tinier armbar. Go ahead. It's going to be a grapple check. So I guess roll. If it's mini bar, it's just strength. Because he doesn't okay. have athletics. 18. You said 18? 18. So he also rolled an 18. I will say this. Armbar grabs him. Okay. He slips out of his cloak. Right? So the hood is no longer there. What you see is an older guy with a scar and, like, he's missing his left eye. Damn. He looks, like, sunburnt, right? But not, like... His skin isn't red. It's, like, one of those guys that's been out in the sun forever. Leathery. Yeah. Like, leathery, just... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Slight oh. risk for skin cancer. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> He's got skin cancer. <laughs> this guy is like the poster child for that, right? So it's hard to tell exactly how old he is, because when you stay out in the sun that long, you just kind of get that look. That's what eluded him. His, his leathery skin just got away from my grasp. Yeah. His beard is a mix of black and gray. He is. He still has hair on his head, but the hairline does seem to be receding a little bit. Mm-hmm. But his hair is longer and greasy and unkempt. You kind of broke his fall a little bit. Because Minibar caught him, and then he used that to slow his descent as he slipped out of his cloak. So he is on the ground and just hauling ass. What do you say, you beast? Should we go after him? We need to show him a world. Epi hanging on for dear life. At the risk of sounding selfish, I'm kind of worried you'll drop me if we carry another person. I think we got a good look at him, though. And he's definitely not following us anymore. Well, if you think we shouldn't go after him, I'll trust you. I mean, in fairness, if you wanted to, I really couldn't do much to stop you. I'm very high up, and, uh... You got it! Minibar, go after him! Maybe we're just going to chase after him and try to get him again. Okay. Cool. 
So we're gonna do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> what is Minibar equipped with right now? I would say his great axe. Well, I mean, I, I guess he wouldn't have any weapon out because we didn't really do anything. Well, yeah, we're not equipment. engaged. Like, what equipment did you give him that you don't use yourself? Yeah. Oh, probably the club. Okay. Well, the sh yeah, let's give him the club. Or, yeah, club. And his spirit. Sorry. And his spirit. <laughs> Perfect. He's got, he's got righty and lefty, and that's, that's all he needs. Up. I just want to show you a world! <laughs> uh, Minibar's like, don't you dare close your eyes, motherfucker. <laughs> and Minibar's goal is to grapple him and bring him back, correct? To bring him straight up in the air, and then we'll meet up we'll meet up with him there. We got seismic toss. Seismic toss. <laughs> Azuna drop. <laughs> so this guy is barreling down the road. You outrun him because you have a hundred feet per round. Go ahead and make another grapple check. Just a strength roll. I will roll oh no! I got a nat one. I got a nat one. <laughs> Before we resolve this, go ahead and roll your 2d100. Yep. We got a 5 and an 80. Roll 2d10 for me. Do I read off each one individually? or not? just the total. The total, 11. 11? Yep. Okay. Wild magic surges inside of Minibar, and he attacks 11 times. What? These were both really good rolls. When I tell you this is the worst of the two, make 11 attacks. Oh my god. Well, if your club is up, you can also make them with your fist. I got a 7. Looking for a 16 to hit. I'll make it easy. I got a 12. 11. Dude, you're rolling like shit. Okay, that's... 25. Alright, so that's 3. You did 5 damage. Here, I'll keep attack. Attract, so... 15. This. 21. It says 12. 18. I think it's there, right? One more. Oh, I have 11. No, you have 11. You're at 6. Oh my god. Right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Okay. Tw that's, a, that's a crit. <laughs> Which okay. means another wild magic surge. So that's another 11. Hang on, so that's 16. Well, not, just, just comboing for days. Let's just roll this out. Alright, so that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Roll three more attacks. <laughs> oh, there's a hit. One more. All right. There's another hit. So, let me resolve damage first. Oh so that's 11, 22. I'm storming 30, off, everybody. Thirty-seven, forty-two. While watching this, can Epi just be like, when you said show them the world, I didn't think you meant the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> Many more, no! <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what I taught you to be a man! Tyler, roll me 2d100, yeah. please. Okay. 12 and 6. This is ridiculous. What is the damage? What is max damage for your club? 8. 8 is the max damage for your club? Yep. Okay. So. The crit and all attacks that hit after the crit 
deal max damage. So, oh 8 is the max damage, because it's 1d4 plus 4. Alright, so that's actually... So that's 5 more. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 more damage. So he's at 52 damage. Now roll another 2d100 for the crit. This is the uh, 47 and, and, and 86. 47, 86. This might be the record for the most wild magic triggers we've gotten in a few minutes of their time. It, it makes sense. It would be rolling. These are both good. I'm going to go with the one that's funnier in this moment. Your club leaves your hand as you finish attacking. It seems to have gained a mind of its own, and it attacks eight more times. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm thinking I know what our first revivify is going to be. Possibly. You want me to do that now? Roll eight. Attacks, eight or? more attacks, yes. Alright, one, two, three, four, oh, no. five, <laughs> six, again. seven, eight. So I had a nat one, just so everybody knows, yeah. one of those. But yeah. I got one, two... Was it just two? One, two, oh, no, three, no. three four. four. Four attacks, so... Four attacks. Eight, sixteen, another thirty-two damage. Yes, they are all still max damage because of the previous wild magic surge. You guys, I told you that a lot of the wild magic surges are combat-oriented. Armbar seems to be rolling all of the combat-oriented ones <laughs> right now. <laughs> We've never had any like any of these happen at all. <laughs> it's fine. It's so, fine. Another thirty-two on top of what was it before? It was like was it fifty or something? Ow! 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 Oh yeah! Okay. On the last attack, he drops unconscious. Armbar, you rolled one more nat one. So roll two d one hundreds. Eighty-four. 49. As Minibar finishes this savage barrage of just shit on this unsuspecting guy, he suddenly realizes that he smells very strongly of lavender. (laughs) (laughs) Smelling salts, the old-fashioned version. As though you had, like, a lavender perfume and just old lady sprayed it all over yourself. Like, lavender. Okay? (laughs) Unless we didn't want to defile himself after he died. <laughs> Poops lavenders. <laughs> okay. So that happened. Armbar this happened, and Epi... For the record, <laughs> go ahead. this happened in a period, like, six seconds, right? There's like so, some anime stuff right there. Yeah, this is like a ferret on caffeine. Just... <laughs> 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 you all see it. <laughs> Minibar does not have to roll a check to pick up the unconscious death-saving body of this guy. Which, I'm gonna roll that out real quick. Okay, So he does stabilize on his own if you guys don't have anything for him. 
We don't even know who he is. <laughs> We're about to. <laughs> <laughs> so I just look up at, at Armbar and I'm like, so, seeing as how Minibaro's shown him some serious stars, do you think we should maybe pull the guy who definitely works for the other guy who knows how to disintegrate people into maybe less of a public place? I know it's an alleyway, but I'm sure there's someplace hidden. I hope nobody saw that. Yeah. Nobody saw it. There's nobody around. You guys have a bird's eye view. It was an alleyway that he picked because there was nobody. Fantastic. It was his fault. He didn't have to go in the alleyway. He could have just succumbed to the minibar, but no. Correct. <laughs> he had to di- He had to go and die. Which, I want to let you know, when he rolled that first nat 1 for a grapple, he rolled a nat 20 to evade it. So, like, <laughs> that was a... <laughs> it started off as a complete whiff by minibar that just turned into... Alright, we're doing this the hard way. Yeah, Tasmanian deviling this guy into nothing. I just I thought that this was a fate like oh yeah we, this is too much like I'm I'm not supposed to be picking this guy up and no it fate had other uh, other things that it wanted to do. Fate said it that guy's coming to hard way. Yeah, he had his own decision. We're gonna like fly over to where Minibar is and Minibar's just like shocked, and I'm gonna be like, oh Minibar, so bad, bad boy, bad. And I'm going to smack his hand. And that's all the discipline he's going to get. He's going to give me puppy dog eyes. Fair enough. It's hard to resist the tr- the, the persuasion role of puppy dog eyes from Minibar. Roll, yeah, right. roll a charisma check for Minibar. <laughs> charisma. If this is a nat 20, I'm just... Oh gonna... my god! That was the only reason I had you roll it, was just in case that happened. Roll 2d100. Oh my goodness. Really? <laughs> it rolled a one. This is the fifth oh wild no. magic trigger in 20 minutes. That's in, this is amazing. 53 and 84. <laughs> Whatever we were Wait doing at the stop. start of this episode, we're not... We're, I, I just get a feeling it's going a different direction. <laughs> I, I just, the last time you rolled an 84, you double up now. So that lavender smell... <laughs> Look, man. Oh my god. People are starting to notice. There's a cloud around Minibar that's just lavender. You smell nothing. None of you smell anything but lavender right now. Minibar went the pink version of Super Saiyan. Oh my god. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time. It's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame. A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. I will say this, you guys have disadvantage, well no, you guys just fail stealth checks right now, if Minibar is anywhere within any kind of distance from you. He's the Lavender Assassin. Cancel that out, have Minibar carry the barrel of muck in it, it'll cancel the smell out. (laughs) 
Muck is just having a time in his little thing. You know, he, he's been oh, yeah, flying he's on my back. all over. Muck, for the first time <laughs> in his life, feels like he smells okay. Oh, wow. Aww. <laughs> and, he's, and he's actually happy, not with his father. Aww. Aww. Also, Minnie Barr does not give very good puppy eyes. Carry on. I wouldn't think he would. Well, Lippy, what do you think we should do with this guy again? He's kind of smelling like lavender. And so are you, Minibar. Everything within a three-block radius smells like lavender. <laughs> that is that is definitely a strong scent. Um, so, on account of the fact that he works for a certain someone, and I know you'll enjoy doing this yourself, do we want to truss him up and then, you know, hide him? Maybe we can interrogate him later. It'll be fun. So we shouldn't have Mini Bar take him out. Don't kill him. I know. I know that seems a little bit like what you're going for there for a second, but I think we definitely want this one alive on account of the fact that his boss absolutely can cast, you know, disintegrate. Oh yeah, that's right. Mini Bar, stop what you're doing. And so Mini Bar is like, we're just about to smash him over the head with a club. <laughs> Don't do that. Sorry about that. I kind of tipped him to do that. That's all right. That's all right. You know, I'm really, I'm really starting to pick up on your vibes a little bit. I, I, I kind of see where you're going there with that. But definitely, because we have a very small person who can fly around and carry him places. Just as a quick note for me, where are you guys right now? Alleyway. Okay. I think that, that's fine. That's one. Yeah. I didn't know where you guys. Had brought him, or if you just left him and came to minibar, yeah, go ahead. Will he fit in the barrel? <laughs> not with Muck. <laughs> it's not that big of a barrel. <laughs> we could dump out Muck. I I hate to meta game, but I I'm like <laughs> I kind of want to like put him in the barrel. <laughs> I kind of also want to put him in the barrel with Muck. <laughs> I don't know with Muck, but definitely in the barrel. Maybe Muck will, maybe Muck has curative properties. <laughs> Muck absolutely does not have curative properties. <laughs> Alright. Well, maybe kind of the Armbar should roll a medicine check. Yeah, yeah. Armbar has no idea. <laughs> I need to roll a medicine check. I will let Abby roll a medicine check for that. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, Armbar can roll it too, if you want. I'm gonna Do wait for Abby. This will be funny. Okay, so I rolled a 14 plus 5. Okay. So. Oh, definitely creative properties. But yeah, hey, Armbar, <laughs> roll it. I want to see what happens. Oh, God. We, we're both kind of quisitive together. I got, I got an 8. Armbar, this is the best idea. <laughs> Epi, this is the worst idea. <laughs> Are you sure, Epi? I mean, Muck kind of looks like the concoctions inside the potion vials. Alright, alright. So, first of all, I've made those concoctions. They're mostly herbs and other curative things. Muck is made out of what I can only assume is the decomposing corpses of people who have pissed off gold in some way. That thing will definitely kill the guy. Oh. But I kind of like where you're going there, you, you know, with 
putting him in the barrel, but we definitely but need to take Buck out of the barrel. But that kind of reminds me of fertilizer, because you use fertilizer to grow plants. Do you so know that where fertilizer comes the from? Distributed property. That means that we should be do we should be able to save him, right? Armbar. You take a point of psychic damage for trying to use the phrase distributive property. <laughs> he doesn't even know what it means. He just said it. It's it's just this ten dollar word he heard Brock say once. Oh yeah. That's hundred percent just the guy trying just to sound smart. Yes. Yeah. Trying to sound sound more photosynthesis. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Guys, I had a plan wait. for this session. That plan has just gone so oh far God. out the window. I can only imagine. <laughs> I was like, oh we're going to go to the guard station. I have all of their conversations prepared. I know how, like, I can't really predict the party, but I kind of know how this is going to go. Nope. No, you, cannot <laughs> plan. you cannot plan for five then wild we had... magic triggers. You just can't. No. Prop five wild magic. Many bar turned into basically the Tasmanian devil. We have captured one of, you know, the traitor guys, henchmen. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's going according murderer. to Mini Bar. Really went. Oh my! Washington would just knock this guy out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like Tasmanian devil. Like, like, this, yeah, this dude was just like nutty, and they just died. Immediately. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get it together. Oh man! <sighs> All right, so Epi just sort of pats Armbar on the shoulder. You really, your education's coming along fantastically. That thing is extremely- that's basically like licking a toilet in a public bathroom. We don't want to do that to the poor man. He's already had his head concaved a couple of times. I don't think we need to give him poison as well. Why well, give up? I don't know what else to do with this guy. But come on! I have an idea. It's a fantastic idea. How about we take Muk out of the barrel and we put him into the barrel. And then we have Minibar fly the barrel back to the Bard Rock. Great plan, what do you think? What are we gonna do with Muck? The poor lad? Field trip. Wait, can I actually interject with Muck here? Go ahead. Muck, like, sits on top of the barrel like he's volunteering to guard the corpse for you. Muck has an intelligence of one. It can still, like, look enthusiastic. <laughs> okay. All right. Muck is a happy puppy dog. He has his How about face this? on. How about we just get another barrel and strap it to Minibar? That's also an excellent idea. Are there any barrels? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's one barrel. It's got, like, there, fish no, no. in it. There is a barrel full of trash that smells like lavender. <laughs> Armbar walks over, kicks it over, and then makes up this thing using rope to, to attach it to Minibar's back, and then puts the guy inside the, the barrel. Okay. May I make a suggestion? No more questions! Fair enough. You have two barrels. One with 
an unconscious man, and another with a devil. Sounds right. Kara? You smell like some combination of lavender and sewage. We sound like a middle school All right. boy's like bathroom. Like we had planned originally. We're gonna show <laughs> you to the world! And we shoot up in the sky. Excellent. Now where are we going? Just according to plan. <laughs> Just according to plan the whole time. Nadir is just sitting at the guard station patiently waiting for you guys. We're going to go back he to Nadir and then we're going to continue moving on with the story. <laughs> so, the jetpack lasts for an hour. So, how do you travel? In style. In style. We're going to skip with the boots. Like with the jetpack. We're gonna skip. Outstanding. So they like, it shoots us up in the air and then come back down. Sh- yeah. If you wanted to maintain a low profile on this quest, just so everyone remembers. I don't, yeah. even know. I don't even remember. It's fine. Everyone's paying attention to Armbar, not necessarily me. <laughs> it works great. It's fine. I'm gonna kind of hang back with Nadir while uh, Armbar is happily skipping along as we head towards the guardhouse. Armbar and minibar are having a good time. Oh yeah, they, they double barrels of fun over there. Uh, so far this episode's been a barrel of laughs. <laughs> Our DM just took one point of psychic damage. <laughs> now what? Now I'm torn because there's an encounter that should happen. But it's definitely going to derail what you guys had planned. It's fine. Bring it. <laughs> if that's how it goes, if that's how it goes. So, Armbar, skipping for you means launching yourself 50 feet up in the air and then falling back down. Yep. You and a much smaller you are doing this repeatedly. While smelling very strongly of lavender with barrels strapped to your backs. Do, do, do. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yep. What all of you would know is that Waterdeep does have some, um, we'll call it aerial defenses. A squadron of three griffin riders, with their griffins, descend and surround Armbar specifically, as Epi and the deer are hanging back a ways. They are clad in... Very nice armor. The griffins are armored. They have lances. One of them dismounts and walks up to Armbar and says, Halt! What's going on here? Just dump for a leisurely stroll with my little man. I assume we'd be able to catch up at some point in the conversation, but you let me know when we catch up. I mean, you're not that far behind. You're able to just walk up and interact. Armbar's using most of his movement to go up. Right. Fair enough. Let me paint a picture for you. They have seen you launching yourself into the air. They are now close enough to see that Minibar is literally just you but smaller. They see barrels on your back. Their griffins are unsettled by how strongly of lavender everything smells. So, uh, what's all the hubbub about? What? What, what, what are you doing? This is not just a leisurely stroll. What do you have strapped to your back? This is my buddy Monk. 
you open the barrel for him? Sure. I, I thought it was open on the top, but... I'll open up the barrel and Muck will just pop out and wave. Okay. Can I cast message? He's my boss's son. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Epi, you can cast message. Let me hear what you... <laughs> so, in the in the lovely voice of what appears to be an elf, the guard is going, or the guard who is talking to Armbar is going to hear. So you've heard about the wild magic problems that we've been having. He's been having a lot of wild magic problems. He's making the best of it. I don't even know how to respond to this, which I'm assuming is also how the guards would be reacting right now. Because you literally just uncorked a demon right in front of him. <laughs> you should just let us go, right? I'm gonna pat Armbar <laughs> on the arm. Walk up. Kind of bow a little bit. Hello. My name is Sarah, an acolyte of the Raven Queen. This is my... A friend that I met along the way who was... Having a lot of wild magic, as you've probably noticed. We also have a small demon that I am taking to the temple to deal with. Can we carry on along the way? Where are you heading? Our first stop is at the guard's tower, where my services are needed at the moment. I assure you, both of them are relatively harmless. Which is why he's in the barrel. What's in the other barrel? Is it another demon? Let's just say that one's less harmless with the top off of the barrel. It would be in our best interest to keep him contained in the holy vessel, which the is guy, the guy holds tower. up his hand. He's like, "Look, your first stop is the guard tower. Yes. We were going to take you there anyway because this is some fucky shit." <laughs> Technical term. <laughs> I don't see what the big deal is. How are you? Wild magic. Got it. Yes. Come along. You now have a Griffin Rider escort taking you to the guard tower. We're doing great. We're doing great. Hey, Griffin Rider, you want to race? Absolutely not. Oh, come on. I'll go ahead and say that Effie and Nadir are given a ride because you are complying. But so long as you comply, they will not shackle you. And they take you straight to the guard tower, and shortly after you arrive, the flight wears off. You're no longer able to jetpack your way around. Well, that was fun as it lasted. Also, as you arrive, the lavender scent dissipates, as the timer has worn off. Oh, no, I'm not reminded of Grandma Armbar's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I like that your grandma's name is also Armbar. <laughs> His name is Roland Armbar. Last oh, name. yeah. Last okay, name. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> the implication here for his grandmother. Oh, yeah. Grandma Armbar. I just, everybody picture it. Now we can move on. <laughs> you walk into the guard tower, escorted by cadre of griffin riders they i don't know 
tie up their griffins outside, walk you inside. Epi, immediately as you enter, you recognize one of the guards as the guard that you met before. Okay. Who had told you to come here to discuss matters about resurrection and all. Excellent. You do notice... So it is a guard tower. The first floor seems to be set up as a makeshift infirmary. Basically, there are two rooms on either side, and then to the back there is a staircase leading up. Uh, the two rooms on the left are makeshift infirmaries. The two rooms on the right are something else. One seems to be administrative. Another seems to be basically the captain's quarters. Not the captain, like the, okay. the sergeant's quarters, whoever is in charge of this location. His Royal Highness Sir Head Honcho. Gotcha. Okay. So while we're in here, I'm going to be... I'm going to turn to the captain of the Griffin Riders. Thank you for the escort. I believe I see the man I was sent here to meet. Oh, we're staying with you until this is all resolved. All of it. Certainly. Well, as you can see, the, um... The flight has already worn off. As to the length of time the, the demons will be with us, it is unsure. Please be patient with us. And so I'm going to go walk over to the guard. And I, I still look acolyte of the Raven Queenie. And while I'm walking away, I'm going to, like, quietly cast message to Armbar. So... If I'm able. If, you if are, there is, like, no way I'd be able to do that. <laughs> you would know, like, there's still... It's an action to cast the spell. You're being watched like a hawk. They're gonna know you're up to something. Okay, never mind then. You have tried this enough times and failed enough times. You would know. Can I interject with a question? Absolutely. Yes. You said that the fire feet wore off. Were they supposed to last an hour? Yes. Does that mean an hour passed by? I'm going to say yes. I probably gave a shorter time or a longer time. I don't know. The I reason I ask is Epi was an alter self before that encounter started. I can cast it again. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quiet down from the peanut gallery over there, Paul. <laughs> the audience is going to say it in the comments if I don't. <laughs> Epi. Yeah. Roll... Just roll stealth. Okay. Oh boy, that's a that's a solid plus one. We're gonna this is gonna go fantastically. That's an eleven with the plus one. Okay. I would say that you are casting this while you're on the Griffins. The eyes are not really on you at the moment. I did not set the DC very high. You still have a fresh casting of Alter Self when you arrive. They don't seem to have noticed. You do trigger wild magic. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. How many hundreds am I rolling? Just one. You just cast a spell. That's a 25, get me. A tiny-sized, I mean tiny-sized, little gargoyle appears on your left shoulder. You have a telepathic link with it. Roll, okay. roll an Arcana check. Okay, here we go, here we go. Right, Arcana check. I rolled a... 9 plus 7. 16. Is 16 high enough for me to know what this is? Yeah. You have a homunculus servant. 
Yes! Nice. There's a tiny construct. I will go ahead and let me just link you the stat block for it so you can see what it is. <gasps> Yay! I have a little buddy. We both have little buddies now. That's cool. Yours is just a vanilla homunculus, whereas Minibar is, like, special with his own unique stats. But this is what you have right now. You know who else has a mini hum- homunculus that he doesn't care about? He cares. Rockus knows <laughs> it's not practical. Because his smells like sewage and is a demon. <laughs> son. But it loves you all the same. I'm leaving you with my secretary, son. Try not to give him a hard time. You know that's the plot of Jurassic World, right? <laughs> Oh, spectacular. As you land, you have a little gargoyle on your shoulder. I love him. I would like to telepathically ask him his name. He communicates back that he does not have a name. Oh, this is fantastic. Alright. So, now that I have a tiny gargoyle, I'm just going to be like, Hello, and I'd like to introduce you to my... Small assistant. His name is Tim. Tim? Yes, I thought that was a lovely name. I definitely didn't have a brain fart there, but anyway, this is Tim. You missed your opportunity to name him Garth the Gargoyle. Well! Or or Gargamel the Gargoyle. I'm a fan of Garth Brox, personally. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I give you inspiration. Can I? Can I change my answer? <laughs> That's the name of... No, no, no. Your, your gargoyle is named Tim. If Brock ever gets his own... So I'm pretty sure there's a homunculus option for every class on here. I'll have to go and look later. I think we can all agree that's Brock's homunculus's name, is Garth Brock. Yeah. Yes. You should write that down somewhere. Yes, and I have Tim because have I didn't think of... Listen, there are some who call me Tim. Yes, that was what I was thinking. <laughs> so, the guard that you know doesn't recognize you. He doesn't have any idea who you are. Yes. I'm going to walk up to said guard, kind of bow, and say, Hello, I was instructed by the head acolyte that you were in need of revival prayers to the Raven Queen. Recognition immediately flashes in his eyes and says, Yes, yes, come, come this way. And he just immediately ushers you into the back room of the infirmary where there are about. Or roll for it. There are two dead bodies, Effie. They have been preserved with that spell that I am blinking on right now. Gentle repose. Thank you. Yes, that. I got you. Arbar, you are being watched like a hawk. However, they notice that the lavender smell has dissipated and that you no longer have jetpack legs. Is there anything you would like to do while you wait? You guys mind not staring at me? It's kind of creepy. And Armbar can't whistle, but he's going to like awkwardly like whistle to himself. <laughs> uh, Armbar can't whistle either. <laughs> I will let you choose between intimidation and performance. Let's go with performance. Oh, 
outstanding. Sixteen. Okay. <laughs> In your own awkward whistling state, you kind of come across as this not so much dangerous as more naive buffoon. Which is exactly what you needed because they seem to relax a little bit around you. And they're not watching you like a hawk. Oh, thank goodness. Get those prying eyes off me. Eyes are up here, Buster. The female guard snaps up and looks you in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Now tell good old Armbar what you really think about him. I'm a... I'm a family man, by the way. See, this is my little man, Minibar. Say hello, Minibar. Hey, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Minibar just imprint on this guard. (laughs) (laughs) Roll me intimidation for Minibar. (laughs) What's a point? Can he do? It's just a charisma check for him. But it's intimidating. Oh, it's charisma. Yeah. <laughs> he got a nine. While she is not horrified, she is uncomfortable. <laughs> she kind of just goes back to standing at attention and picks spot on wall and stare. That is where she's at now, because Minibar is not your child. Minibar is literally a tiny-sized version of you. Listen, Minibar, what I tell you? Leave it to me. I'm the one that picks up the chicks. You just look all puppy dog-eyed-like, okay? Okay, boss. Alright. So, Epi, while Armbar is getting brock blocked by Minibar, uh... (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) <laughs> in the presence of these two dead bodies uh quote unquote sarah is going to um take out the the, the holy tome quote unquote and is going to sit beside the the first of the bodies and be like and turn to the guard so the nature of the spell is that it requires two diamonds to perform her casting. One of the clerics already has diamonds available. They were expecting you. Excellent. Thank you for your assistance. May I have the diamonds, please? Uh, yes, here, take them. Thank you very much. And so I'm going to kind of, you know, hold the, the hood over my head, you know, kind of make a little bit of a show like she is praying quote unquote and then I'm going to cast revivify in the manner that Epi does where you know opens the book the ink starts to sizzle as all the smoke comes off of it you know and it just sort of seeps into it all icky and kind of gross like and we're going to cast revivify on the first guy and in the process of it you know one diamond shatters to cast the spell the other one kind of gets hidden in the cloak in the smoke and mirrors, so. Okay. The guy snaps awake. Starts looking around, feeling himself. I died. Is is there a 
Is the divine magic working again? Is it, I'm back? Did you revive me? And at this point, the clerics, the guards, they are all just beside themselves. Like, there is palpable excitement in the air. <laughs> so, Sarah sort of holds his hand and says, Calm down, calm down. Yes, you did pass from this world, but she who guards the gate between the two has decided not to let you through. Welcome back. And I turn to one of the other guards and I'm like, This man has come back from the beyond. Would someone be able to offer him some form of healing services? It is a, a strenuous trip to return from the beyond. The clerics kind of stunned and they were not expecting you to succeed. And that question kind of jogs them out of this half stupor that they're in. Yes, we have we have healing potions. Please tend to him and and we'll we'll do the rest. Thank you for your assistance. Please thank your gods as well for sending you to tend to him in his moments. I will move on to the next one. And I'm gonna move on to the next one. And sure enough, he comes back to there's another guard. You see this one had his throat cut. And you watch as the wound closes in front of you and he snaps awake. And his arms shoot up to his throat. He's grasping and he looks around. And the guard that you had spoken with uh, runs forward and claps his head onto the guy's shoulder and says, You're back. I found someone to revive you. The Raven Queen is still giving divine magic out. I don't know why, but you're back. And the guard that was dead seems to be like coming out of a fog, right? Like, it's clear he's been dead for a while, but he's been preserved more than once, probably. It's just, I'm, I'm back. I don't... How is that... Sarah is going to stand up. You know, this is this is the most Epi has brought back ever. Um, I believe I have one more in the docket in the event that somebody else just keels over dead, but I've blown both my second level spell slots. <laughs> or third level spell slots. So Sarah stands up. The Raven Queen has seen fit to send you back from the beyond. Be more careful this time. He's kind of in a bit of a date as the Raven Queen. He's, he's kind of swaying back and forth a little bit. He doesn't say anything else. He's just kind of like a thousand yard stare. Dude's been asleep for over a week. He's, he's having a rough time of it. I'm going to motion to some of the other clerics to come and attend to this one too. And like <laughs> they're, they're on it. They're all like clapping on the shoulder and grasping your hand. I'm like, thank you, thank you. Um, if there's anything you need, please let us know. Uh, please have your head cleric talk to the Blackstaff. Uh, we have more at this location. More like they're just chattering to you about a thousand different things at once. Okay. I'm going to politely listen to all of them, try and remember all of those locations so I can write it down later. There's no way. No way I'm able just to do that. any temple, pretty much any guard station, you know, they're doing the best they can with what they got. Throw a rock and you'll find a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Effie is going to try and hide 
the slight intimidation of it, but they're really happy this is working. You know, I got to witness two times that this this spell worked. Did I notice anything about this one? Because I've probably seen the difference between reviving normally and reviving Epiway. No, I mean, this one, you can actually feel like it's taking your power to do it versus the book giving it to you for free. Speaking of which, my wild magic rocks. Hang on. Yes. No. Yes. So roll a d100 for the second one. 17. Okay. I'm sure this will be fine. Roll a d4 for me. Oh, no. As a third eye appears on your forehead, with the ability... Roll a d4. I rolled a three. I had to find my little triangle dice. Alright, what's a three get me? Greater comprehension. Meaning you understand all languages. Mm. And you can read lips. Cool. So, as you finish this other casting, there is now a third eye on your forehead. That's fine. In the midst of everything else, they are chattering about that as well. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it is close to an exuberant pandemonium right now. As everybody's just... <laughs> you brought back two dead guardsmen. Uh, the Griffin Riders are immediately like... That's amazing. You said you needed to get to the temple. Is that where the rest of the Raven Queen's clergy are? Can we escort you? What do you need? I hold up a hand. At a time like this... We are only able to revive so many. Our numbers are few in this city, but hopefully we will gain more as time goes on. The location for now must remain a secret, though I appreciate all that you have done. Only a persuasion check at advantage. Oh my god, I hope this works. We're rolling our super big die. Okay, okay. Persuasion? Yep. Okay, persuasion. Okay, that's 11 plus 6 for a 17. Oh, wait, it was advantage. I forgot to roll yep. it. Ah, I rolled a 10 the second time, so 17. Okay. There's just the slightest bit of hesitation, but given what you just did, they take your word for it, and they, they bid you good day, and they leave. Okay. You are free to go going to motion to armbar. I'm going to, you know, shake everyone's hands, all that. I'll be like, I will make sure that the head cleric makes contact with the black staff. We will see to it that as many as we can bring back, we will. Thank you. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. 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 So we're getting out of there and I'm just kind of motioning to armbar and there's just the slightest look of panic in Epi's eyes. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. Definitely fine. I'm so glad I had Alter Self up for this. Cool. So, what do you do next? Book it. Okay. Book it where? Yeah, where are you going? What are you doing? Okay. So I've got Armbar with me. I'm just going to... You have successfully... You don't have a tail. Everybody is leaving you alone. You have Armbar okay. and the deer with you. You have Muck and... The guy in each of the barrels. Where do you go? What do you do? Okay. 
So I'm gonna turn to the both of them. So, just to catch everyone up, this face is Sarah. If I forget, just remind me that this one is Sarah. So, that brings us to the next question. Do you have any good ideas on where I could maybe change back? We do have two barrels full of things that maybe we need to take care of. Any ideas, Armbar? Maybe you could pick your poison. Either jump in with the dead guy or jump in with Muck. I kind of look between both barrels that definitely don't smell good. You know where we could keep some barrels without anybody really noticing? No. Well, we, you used to work at a place that had a whole bunch of barrels in the basement. Oh, you want to go back to the bird rock? We could hide so many barrels. So many barrels. Yeah, let's go back to the bird rock. I think that sounds like an excellent idea, and then I can drop this disguise and think a long time about what I am going to do about this. Well, we got what we came for, right? Wink, wink. I wink back. The mission yes. accomplished. <laughs> okay. So, oh, the yeah. three of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. And the three of you make your way safely back to the bar rock. The four of us. Well, yeah, we got a mini bar. And uh, no, mini actually, bar. that makes for five of you because you have another little gargoyle with monkeys named Tim now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The five we have of you Tim. plus Brock's son plus your hostage slash <laughs> prisoner. <laughs> dead prisoner. Uh-huh. So he's not dead. He's fine. He he's is a hostage safely. If somebody wants him back, otherwise he's just a prisoner. Which, real quick, let me roll for that too because he is out for one d four hours. He is going to be out for three hours, so you guys will have had two hours pass by the time you get back to the Bard Rock. When we get back to the Bard Rock, I definitely want to have him tied up. Okay, that's not a problem. Makes sense. One of you go ahead and roll sleight of hand at advantage to tie him up well. That's going to set the difficulty for him to escape, basically. Mine's a plus two. That's better than mine. Oh, advantage? Yep, so that's a 20. Oh, I got a 20. Okay. Dirty 20. So he has to hit a 20 in order to get out of his rope findings, basically. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the episode here. Next episode, we'll do Rock and Rock. Okay, you listen to Bar Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bardrock Cafe. Till next time.